Welcome, if it's your first time as well, um, as some of you it is, welcome to Glow Focus. Here's how the evening runs. We have food, yeah, we've already had that. And then um, I'm going to do a talk, which, it, which I'll do each Wednesday, and that kind of introduces what we're going to be looking at in the studies and, and helps get our heads into that in the survival. And then at about quarter past, we'll break up into our focus groups and get studying the Bible together. If this is your first time and you don't have a focus group, Catch me before we start, and I'll chat to you about which one to join. Um, that'd be great. Let me pray, and we'll kick off. Heavenly Father, we praise you for this evening that you've given us, for the day we've had, the way you've preserved us through it. You've been with us every single step of the way. You've been beside us. Um, we, we just praise you for that care that you've shown to us all day long, and the care that you show us tonight that you are so generous that you've given us your word. That, like we saw on Sunday, we don't come here, have a meal, and then sit in silence wishing you had spoken. We actually have Bibles to open, and we can hear your voice. And we look forward to that, and we ask for your voice and your spirit's work in our lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, speaking of the Bible... Ha- I wonder how you would feel if I asked you how your daily Bible reading and prayer devotional life is going. How, how you kind of feel about that. Um, you know, what, what do you think about the Bible and prayer? What, what place does the Bible have in your life? Um, what is it to you? And I guess you know what the answer is supposed to be, don't you? When I say, how's, how's Bible in your life? You know what you're supposed to say. But it may be that you, you don't feel very much when I ask that question, or you think about the Bible. You're like, well, I know the Bible's important, it's, but it's, you have a fairly functional relationship with it. You are a Christian, so I'm supposed to, supposed to do Bible reading and prayer stuff, but it's something you do, but not necessarily something you love or even find easy. So it's kind of functional. Uh, maybe when I ask you about your, your devotional life, your stomach churns with guilt. Um, the Bible has become this little symbol of your failure in your relationship with God, and in the morning it kind of sits on your shelf, and you look at it, it looks back at you, and you're like, I'm, it tells you, it's like, you're going to read me, and you're like, well, not if you talk to me like that, I'm not going to read you just have this kind of thing, and it's, it becomes this big obstacle. Or maybe you want to love the Bible, and you, you, you know it's a good thing, but you just kind of don't get it. It's like your favourite book being a book on thoracic heart surgery or something, you know it's good, but it's completely impenetrable to you. And, and praying can be the same way. I know I should pray, and I kind of want to pray, but I don't know what to say. I, it, it just is an obstacle. I, I don't know what to do. Or maybe you just love it. You know, maybe you're in a season in your life where you just can't imagine life without this. You, your, your morning, whatever it is, devotional time is just a little oasis in your day. And you love reading the Bible, and you love praying. And that's how it is to you. God has a big vision for the Globe Church and the place of his word and prayer in our daily lives. And that's what we're going to be thinking about this term, our our devotional life. God has a vision of his word in our lives that is big and life-changing and dynamic, all about our relationship with him. So this term, we're we're going to be thinking about how to help each other as groups, as focus groups, in our daily 
devotional life. That's what I'm going to call it throughout the series. Our devotional life, Bible reading, prayer, that kind of thing. So if the Bible is kind of functional for you, I hope it's going to become, well, more like a love letter to you from your father. That's what this is. Uh, that prayer might be a joy of, 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 a, of a conversation with the one who saved you. If the Bible is a symbol of your failure in your relationship with him and you have that stare down every morning, my prayer and hope is that actually you will love to open it up and you find a message of hope and forgiveness and acceptance and that, again, you, you love to pray to your God. If it's impenetrable, and let's be honest, the Bible is hard to understand, we're going to be thinking about some things which I hope will help unlock the Bible for you to have an an easy, approachable way each day to understand what God is saying. That you can hear his voice every morning. But that isn't an insurmountable, impenetrable thing. So we're going to help each other as a church to grow in our devotional life. That's what it's about. So what we're going to do is, um, between now and kind of uh, towards the end of June, uh, Revive Weekend, we're going to learn three methods for devotional life, devotional times. Um, you may have ways that you do it, or you may be someone who really struggles. You're like, I open the Bible and I just don't know what to do. Well, we're going to look at three different things, um, and we're going to produce some little booklets, which we'll get in a couple of weeks' time, and we'll all have these books, and in it are set psalms for us to, re- to do each day. And on the Wednesday, I'm going to be doing a bit of teaching on how to read the psalms, and then in our groups, you're basically going to do a quiet time together. You're going to have a devotional time. So you're going to have a go using this method as a group um, and then go into the week, going through your psalms, practicing that method for that week. And then the second week we'll learn another method and you'll have a go at that through the week and so on and so on. So we'll learn three methods and we'll have a go around them a couple of times. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, and like I said, the psalms is going to be our focus for it. That's going to be the way in which we're going to have a go at these different techniques. Some of them will work, some of them won't work for you, but God willing, this is going to be a help. That was, so next week is central, the week after that we'll start with those books and we'll begin as a church journeying through the Psalms together. But tonight, here's what I want to do. I want to think about God's vision for his word and prayer in our daily lives. I want us to want to grow in our devotional lives and walk with God. And we're going to go to the Old Testament to start thinking about that because... God has always put the word of God at the heart of the life of his people. So turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now if you were here on Sunday, then um, you will remember we had a look at this during our service and all our songs and things, page 184. And so, Deuteronomy 6, page 185, sorry. This comes to the point where God has given his people the law. But here's the thing. God doesn't just give his word to his people and expect them to know what to do with it. He gives them the word and then gives them instructions. Okay, now you've got my word. Here's how you, here's what you do with it. Here's how you take it into your daily life. So we're going to find some really helpful things here for us. We're going to see God's vision for the Bible and the daily life of his people. Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're going to start at verse 4. You remember this from Sunday. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. 
Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Okay, so let's just work through these verses and see, see God's vision for devotional life and the word in, um, in, the, in his people. First of all, we get this command in verse 4. Here, the word is shamar. We're going to think a lot about shamaring, okay? Um, it's not a dance move or something. Shamar is this, this idea of hearing in a way that transforms hearing so that you can do so God starts by seeing, saying here pay attention in this way that changes you and this idea of shamaring is right throughout the Old Testament so in Psalm 27 the psalmist says, asks God to shamar he says hear my voice shamar my voice be merciful to me rescue me so, so um, to shamar for God is to hear our cry of help and then to do something so it's hearing and then doing in Exodus 19, when God's brought his people out of Egypt and he's, he's saying, I want you to live as my people, um, it says, obey me fully. But the word behind that is Shema. Shema me fully. Obey me fully. Hear in a way that leads to obedience. In fact, it says Shema, Shema. Really listen. Really Shema. Really obey. So you hear God and it transforms this command. What's God's vision for us in his word? He wants us to Shema. To listen in a way that transforms. Uh, the example I used, I was chatting with Focus Leaders the other day about this, is um, the little Amazon Alexis thing. Alexa. Alexa. There you go. This is why it wouldn't work with me, because I'd be like, Alexis, and nothing would happen. But you say, if you don't know what this is, you say, Alexa, and Alexa, and then you tell it to um, play Beach Boys. Okay? Because it does that kind of thing. And I would ask it to play Beach Boys. And, and it'll play Beach Boys. You give it this command, it hears and it does it. It's brilliant. Alexa shamars. She hears and she does the thing. Alexa doesn't go, I hear you, but I don't really fancy the Beach Boys. We're going to have a bit of you too. Oh, you too. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> Alexa shamars, you give the instruction, it happens. That's God's vision for us. That we would hear and be transformed and do. But what does it look like then to shamar? Well, we get God's kind of vision for this truth and love verse 4 so hear O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts truth and love hear and believe first thing some truth about God God is one Yahweh is the only God. There are not lots of other gods as the other nations believed at that time. Hear this and believe it. There is truth. There is only one God. You know, when you open the Bible, it's not first of all about you. Um, we, we have this tendency to open it. You know, what does it say about me? Where am I here? If you've been to a party and the next day, photos go up on Facebook, who do you look for? Let me hear it. Come on. You look for you, right? The first thing you're doing is, where am I, where am I, where am I? And we think it's the same with the Bible. Hero Israel, it's all about you. And, we, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for us. But when we Shema, first we hear this truth about God. There is only one God, and he's the one you ought to worship. And this truth then leads to a transformation. This total love of God. Heart. Soul. Strength, every bit of you loving God. 
What's your aim when you open up the Bible in the morning? Where do you set your sights? Is it total trans- Is it transformation? I think I set my sights too low when it comes to opening up my Bible, even just to read a verse. And I don't mean I set my sights too low in terms of how long I spend doing it or do I need a big commentary and a big brain to kind of handle this. What I mean by setting your sights high when you open up the Bible, even for 10 minutes in the morning, is to set your sights on this, what God has for you, which is this total full-bodied transformation. That's what he's bringing about in you through his word. So even if you read one verse, you see what it says about God, you confess your sin, you put your hope in Christ and you ask for change. That's massive. That's a huge thing to do in the morning. It will change us from the inside out, full-bodied, every bit of us. And it doesn't mean that when you open the Bible, you're going to feel this inner transformation that happens and you leave the door kind of slightly walking on a cloud kind of thing. No, it's, it's, more like, it's more like a good diet that you have, which leads to a healthy body. A, a diet of daily being God's word will lead to this kind of heart, soul, strength, full-bodied health and transformation to love God. And to love God with all of our heart, soul and strength is to obey him with all our heart, soul and strength. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. If you begin to love with every bit of you, you'll begin to obey with every bit of you. The two always go together. Do you want this? Is this something you desire? So this is God's vision for his people hearing his word. So God commands, Shema, hear and do. Then he gives this vision of, you're all going to believe, I want you to believe truth and a truth that transforms you totally and leads to obedience. Then comes, and this is the last thing, the method. How do you shema? How do you do it? Let's have a look. Verse 7. Impress these words, these commandments, on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. Do you see the, the commands? So verse 7, impress, impress them on your children. Talk in just about every conceivable situation. Verse 8, tie them as symbols on your hands. Verse 9, write, impress, talk, tie, bind, write. So this is where we're starting to get to see to the daily life of God's people. Wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, whoever you're talking to, on your door frames. We're getting into the daily life, the devotional life of God's people. That's what we're about this time. Let's have a think. Let's tease this out. What does it look like to impress, talk, tie, bind, write the word of God into our lives today? This idea of impressing, to, to kind of push something in, to really stamp it in to your heart. So the Bible isn't something that we look at once and then kind of forget about, but it's meant to make an impression on us. Like a, You know when you fall asleep on a train? And you get up and you don't realise what, but then Vicky's like sitting opposite me and it's just, you just have this red mark. That's what it's supposed to be like. You, you lean on it and it leaves this impression on you. Which is why often we talk about doing daily Bible time. Because it's that kind of regular in God's word that really impresses it. Or, or how about this? In your devotional time, taking one idea about God that you've read just chewing on it. The Bible talks a lot about meditation. You'll see it in your psalm. You're going to look at it later. That's meditating. Taking a truth and just 
praying it over in your mind, really letting it make a mark on your forehead, sink in, impress. And God's vision is that would go on to the next generation, to your children. Okay, so that's impressing. What about this idea of talking? Look about, look at it, it's everywhere. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up. Well, that pretty much covers most of your day, right? You're either lying down or getting up. I suppose it doesn't technically say sitting down, but you know, it's kind of. But you get the idea. Whatever you're doing, you're walking along, you're at home, you're relaxing, you're 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 going to work, you're you're busy in your day, you're talking about the Word of God. I want to challenge us this term to talk more about God. Let's talk more about God to each other. Get over the awkwardness, right? It's after church. You've got your lamb Greek yogurt thing. What did what did God say to you in that sermon? What really stood out to you? It's not that weird a thing to ask, is it? Um, I asked Johnny this the other day. I, I, I just said, um, what did I ask you? I said about grace. How have you seen God's grace in your life today? How have you seen God's grace? And then he asked me the same question. We just had a good conversation just talking about what God's been doing and encouraging each other in that and actually talking about some hard things as well. We can ask each other these just dead simple questions. We're at church, we're going to say, we can talk about God, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. And when you're walking along the street, go through the Lord's Prayer. I think we all know the Lord's Prayer. Chew it over. Just just pray, line by line, and, and see where God takes you in your prayer. Take, take a line, take a word from the psalm you read in the morning. Just one word. One word about God from the psalm. And just chew it over as you walk along the street, or when you're on your break, before you go to sleep, when you wake up, breakfast, dinner. If you don't say grace, say grace. Brilliant thing to do. If, you've, if we've lost the art of praying and thanking God for our food, bring it back. This is good. Impress talk. And how about this? When you read your, um, your Bible in the morning, think, is there something here I could share with a non-Christian? Just one truth. Now, that, that's scary, right? But I tried I tried this with colleagues and things. Not with John's family. We, we, we do it as well, just so you know. We open the Bible together, but that's good. Um, but, you know, things like, yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Actually, I'm really good. I was, I was reading my Bible this morning, and I, I was seeing how God's really powerful, and that means I don't need to worry in life. That started my day off really well. I know. Maybe that feels really bizarre to say that kind of thing, and it might sound bizarre, but just think, is there a truth I could just share, and especially with someone maybe you know quite well, and just, just drop it in. Impress, talk, tie. They, they were to tie it um, on their hands and foreheads, and they began to literally do this. So Jews, I mean, you, you even see it today, having words kind of tied on us. And the idea here is that it's, it's always there. You, you know, your hands, your actions, your, your forehead, your mind, but it's always before you in this thing of um, door frames and on your gates. It kind of defines your house. It defines who you are. Could you stick verses on your desktop, on your computer, on, a, on your mirror, if you look at it a lot, on your, on, your, on your phone? God has a big vision for the word in your life. It doesn't happen by magic. He says, put it everywhere. Wherever you can stick the word of God, put it there and see it, because you need it. Which is, again, why we talk about doing daily devotionals. It just keeps it in front of your eyes. So that's what... Shamaing, uh, similar with the, the right thing, the binary right. That's what shamaing is about. 
taking the word of God into every, our, our, our children, our everyday, our thinking. Impress, talk, tie, bind, right. So the word of God then, God then goes into your heart. And it produces this full-bodied obedience where you love the truth that there's only one God. You shema, you listen to him. Do you want that for your relationship with God? If you do, then let me be absolutely clear. First of all and foundationally, you don't need a devotional technique. You don't need a devotional technique, first of all. You need Christ. You need Christ. Because I don't shema. I don't shema. The word isn't impressed on me. It bounces off my head like a brick wall. I sit in sermons, I'm like, yeah. I go home, it's gone. That's what I'm like. My, my, my ears are full of all sorts of other noise, not Bible. Full-bodied obedience, I mean heart, soul, strength, or maybe like half-bodied obedience, three quarters maybe on a good day. So I really want to be clear. This series, we're going to do this term, is not about patching ourselves up as Christians by giving ourselves some techniques to do. It's about living out what Christ has done for us. Think about it. What was, what was Christ's devotional life like? What was he? Did he shamar? Jesus shamar, right? Jesus heard, knew, lived in the word of God, the truth, and he lived it out perfectly. He shamar. You see it in his battle with Satan in the, in the desert. You know, and Satan's calling Christ to sin. What's she's doing? Jesus is throwing memory verses at him. I mean, but, but, but he knows when confronted with that temptation to sin, he, he knows this is the truth that's going to help me shimmer. up. This is the one that's going to, I'm going to hear and I'm going to do. If you want to see what full-bodied heart, soul, strength, um, obedience looks like, you look at Gethsemane. I mean, all of Jesus, heart, soul and strength, just engaged in this battle of, uh, to obey God. He shamed totally. And he died to forgive us for our bad routines, our lack of love for his words, and our powerlessness to obey him. See, you might want to shamar, you might want the Bible to thrill you and change you, but it won't perfectly, not this side of the new creation. That's why Jesus died for you. We must remember that this time. But now we're saved. Jesus doesn't want to leave us the way we were. He wants us to shamar, to hear and be transformed. And Jesus wants us to be like him. That's why he gives us his spirit. So we come into this with grace. We're going to, we are going to look at devotional methods. We're going to think about how do we impress, talk, tie, by and write today. But the bedrock is that we are God's children. And we get to do this because we're saved. So let me be clear. Devotionals don't save you. Jesus does. We're clear on that. But now he saved you. Don't you want to listen? Don't you want to shema and grow? Well, that's what we're going to think about. And let me pray now that God would produce this grace-filled transformation in us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we want to start actually by confessing, confessing our sin, that we, we don't hear you properly. We don't listen. We don't even open up our Bibles half the time. We're so interested in ourselves, in our own way. We're, we... We're just content to go through our lives on our own steam, but we just know that's, that's stupid. That's really futile. We're not going to get anywhere. We're sorry for our sin that we don't love your word. We don't think that your morals are very good. We don't think they're up to date. 
We prefer to go our way. We praise you for Christ Jesus. Oh, how perfect he is. Thank you that his righteousness is ours, that you look on us and you see his perfect obedience, his perfect shamaring. You forgive us completely. You've made us children. And I pray that as a church family, we'd really help each other live out our salvation, live out being children of God. Please, would you bless us by your spirit to shamar, to really listen, to be changed by your word and just to love praying to you. Lord, help us to enjoy your grace, not working to earn your favour, but resting and enjoying your favour and learning more about it through the Psalms. So bless us now, even as we open up your words in our group. Amen. (coughs)